Hello everyone out there. Welcome to my channel, Joe Milo Tell Stories. Here, I will take you to a journey through the world of magic and adventure from my own book of tales. Enjoy! In this episode, we are going to listen to a story about the ending of the bullies in my own magical version. Just a little disclaimer, this story contains elements of violence and gore. A careful discernment is needed, especially for young listeners. With that set aside, let's jump into the story. The Super Boys There were two new students in my class. Both of them were boys, and both of them were supers. Super cool, and super handsome. One with tan skin named Fidel, and the other one with bright white skin named Fate. They were not brothers, as they said during a self-introduction, but they pretty much look alike. White jaw, thick eyebrow, and black hair. A feast to all the eyes staring at them. Ever since their arrival, there was a storm raging in my class. The girls suddenly possessed a new habit of diligently searching any numbers about Fideth. See, they even made a special nickname for those two boys, like their phone numbers, house numbers, shoe, pants, birth date, anything with number. Whatever about Fideth had been a treasure demanded to be found. The boys were divided into two sides, the surrenderer and the struggler side. The surrenders were the boys who were consciously aware they had nothing built in them to ever win against Fidet's charm. The loser one. The struggle ones were the boys who rather gambled their guts and abilities to compete against Fidet's enchanting look and magic charisma. Well, me and Brian were neutrals. We didn't reject or ignore Fidet. Even though we were both boys, we chose not to take part in any stupid argument about Fideth in our class. Hey Brian, what's wrong with your hands? I asked Brian the moment I realized his fingers were swollen. Ah, oh, it's uh, it's nothing. Brian was nervous. And our since kindergarten friendship had taught me, whenever Brian was nervous, something bad had happened to him. They beat you up again, didn't they? No, no, it was Brian. You must tell Miss Franny. This is outrageous. Look at yourself. You're hurt. I'm fine, Joe. I'm okay. Ugh, I had told Brian countless times to report those bullies to our teacher, but he never did. They threatened, tortured, and beat him harshly. And nobody had ever done anything. Brian! My thumb froze suddenly when I stared at Brian, the poor and weak best friend of mine. Everybody had been calling him freak and nerd for as long as I could remember. But I like him. Brian was actually very kind, smart, thoughtful, and a fun person to be with. Too bad. It appeared that I was the only one who noticed it. 
I'm sorry to yell at you, Brian. I just hate it if somebody or anybody hurting you. Thanks, Joe. I know. You're good. Always stand up for me and there for me. And got beaten up also because of me. I smiled at him, but the sight of those bullies aroused my anger to the point I wished to chew them alive. If only I could. I wish superheroes did exist. I bet they could eat those bullies alive. I stared at those big boys, the bullies, so intensively that I didn't realize someone was looking intently at me. It was them, Fidel and Tate, staring and smiling at me. They what? I gazed at them strangely and smiled back, then left with Brian. That night, I promised to have dinner in Brian's house, but he wasn't there. His mom said that he hadn't come back from school. But that should be impossible, because Brian went home from school with me. We were separated on the road a few blocks from his house. I had a bad feeling about this. I said goodbye to Brian's mother, who looked worried, and ran to school. With all my heart, I hoped I would find him somewhere on my way there. Just standing, reading a book, or eating hot dogs. Fine and healthy. You know, staying in one piece. He wasn't anywhere on my way to school, nor anywhere in our class. But I found something that might lead me to him. His glasses in front of the door that leads to the school's rooftop. I pushed the door and ran up the stairs with my heart beating ten times faster. God, please keep him safe. Then everything I saw turned bright blinding when I opened the roof door. There was Brian, on his knees, beaten black and blue. Blood flowed out of one corner of his lips. Those five bullies from my class, circling him like wolves, surrounding their prey. And when one of them kicked him, I screamed, telling them to stop. I ran and pushed the boy that kicked Brian back like a soccer ball. But he was just too big and strong, strong enough to push me back till I fell down to the ground. Just what do you think you're doing, freak? Playing heroes? Jade, the biggest boy, pulled my collar and forced me to stand. Eat this hero! Billy, the one I pushed, kicked my stomach so hard. Damn, it hurt! I fell backwards and spit blood. Phew, guess this must be how it felt to be a soccer ball. I stared at each one of them one by one. I am not afraid of you! I screamed out loud. Brian looked troubled when the five of them came approaching me. But my anger was the only thing I could feel. Angry at the injustice that had been going on all this time to Brian. And to all of our kinds all over the world. Jade grabbed my neck, choking me. He slapped me and I spit blood at his face. Then a furious flame of anger appeared also in his face. He was so ready to hit me again. God, if you're here now, you better help us now, please. Send whatever or whoever, a hero or a zero, a demon or even an angel. I don't care. 
How about both? Suddenly, I heard a voice that made the five turn around. I couldn't see who spoke. The five's big body blocked my view. What the hell are these supermodels doing here? Asked Jade. Supermodels? Could they be? Jude put me down and the five walked away from me. I could see them then. Yes, they were Fidel and Thad. Thad helped Brian up, but Brian fell unconscious. Oh, guys, look what you've done to him, said Fidel. Then, in a blink of an eye, Thad had already stood before the five, flat and coldly, and in what appeared to be very effortless, he pulled Bill's neck and threw him backward. Billy fell right in front of Fidel, lying at his feet. Jay tried to punch Thad, but Thad held Jade's fist with his right hand, then twisted it. I could hear his bones cracking together with a loud scream of pain. The other two tried to punch Thad, but he dodged them easily. Again, Thad threw Jade to Fidel, who was, oh my goodness, eating Billy? Billy had no head no more, and there was blood all over Fidel's mouth. Thad glanced at me while in a flash, he grabbed another boy's head and smashed his neck. His head fell to the ground. Blood sparkled to my face. I could only stare at Thad, too awed to move. Then he smiled, showing a line of white fanged teeth. I could hear Jade screamed in pain, panic and fear, then the sound of crunching and munching mouth. That turn left. There was only one boy left, shock in fear. No, get away from me! Trembling, he fell backward but still didn't move his eyes away from Thad. So much pain, Thad spoke like a condemning judge. So many cries and uncountable tears poured down crying out for revenge because of your sins. What what are you talking about? The boy cried. He wet his dark blue jeans. It dripped down to the ground under his feet. Now, you must pay for what you've done. No, no, please, the boy pleaded for. That's mercy for his life. But mercy and grace was nothing Thad had at that moment, and he aimed his fist right at the boy. Fire appeared from his fist and lit around it. I swear I saw his fist burning, but his hands... Look just fine. Shouldn't it be burnt to crips? The boy struggled for his life, staring at the death right in front of his face. In another blink of an eye, Fidel had already stood next to Thad. Then, I shut my eyes, refusing to see what happened next. Open your eyes. It was Fidel's voice, friendly. I did it slowly. Both of them were standing in front of me, smiling. He spoke again. You will not remember anything.
I nodded and faintly saw wings spreading out of their backs when they turned around. One of them was glowing white and the other one was black. Then everything turned dark for me. That morning, I came late to school. Somehow, I woke up late and ended up missing the bus and not going to school with Brian. When I finally arrived at my class, I was glad that the class hadn't started yet. There were some custodians walking out from my class, carrying chairs and tables. I went in and asked Brian about what was happening. He said that somehow our class suddenly had seven extra seats with nobody on it. Oh, that was weird. I didn't think we had any extra seats before. But the men were done and the lesson started immediately. Something felt just not right. It felt like I was just woke up from a long dream. But yeah, well, at recess time, as I often did, I went to the school's rooftop for some fresh air. I liked doing that. I could feel the wind blowing my ear and it always felt so refreshing. Then I think I saw something from afar. It was like two people sitting on top of a, of a building. One of them actually waved at me. Ouch, I was so surprised. I mean, who would, who would even chill on top of a building? I was so surprised that I dropped my drink. When I was about to pick it up, I saw something on the ground, something red and thick. And I think it looks a lot like blood. The end.